0: Does your vision for business match what you see happening on a daily basis? Welcome to Jim White's Circle of Success, where Jim White brings it all together. For over 30 years, Jim White has worked with organizations and individuals worldwide to help develop and implement excellence. You'll get the inside story on how to create innovative leaders from one corner of your company to the other, get everyone on your team contributing to the bottom line. Keep building revenue even when the economy and your customers have flatlined, and more. Jim White's Circle of Success Radio covers it all, from communication to contract negotiation, from personal fulfillment to revving up cash flow. It's not about theories. It's about showing you what works and how to make it work for you. And now, here's your host, Jim White.
1: Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Jim White, I'm your host, coming to you live from Carmel, California on July the 23rd, 2011. We've got a fantastic show for you today. It is part three of our six-part series of the Economic Impact of Construction in California. However, if you've been tuning in, and I want to thank everybody that's uh, making our show so popular since we changed over to the new platform. So thank you, continue listening, and spread the word, please, and we certainly encourage everyone around the world to get involved in this show. Today, you may do so by calling 619-768-7298. As I said, our show has taken on a a, a little slide uh, to to one side or the other here. I'm not going to say right or the left, so... A lot of my colleagues around the world said, hey, to the right or to the left, uh, the common language in the United States, politics. That's not what I'm referring to whatsoever. What I've been talking about is the uh, amount of information and our crisis uh, that we can wake up every day uh, in this 24-7 news cycle. And we got someone talking about something bad going on in the world, right? Well, you might ask, well, Jim, what are you doing? What's the purpose of your radio show? Well, you know, my intent is to uh, to educate, uh, to create a sense of urgency, and to give an open, uh, center of the line view. Uh, as I say in one of my favorite uh, uh, leadership programs, 12 o'clock high. Uh, there's a character in there so with the on. that means I just call it the way it is and i allow you to make your own uh, conclusions and draw your own judgments right so for someone that uh, works in the industry uh, this is a passion of mine radio uh, and it's something that I do but it is not my full-time job I am a full-time in the industry Uh, consulting and organizational development and education if you will to clients around the world. Now this series is so important and like I said it's to create a sense of urgency and that word Excel uh, paints an image, right? A sense of urgency and I say for every industry leader every leader in our industry Uh, to stand up and to start uh, allowing his or her voice to be heard on these many complex subjects. Uh, We have some very, very bright folks in our industry, and uh, the more that we can give them a venue to share their views, uh, the better that the country is going to be for that, and this is uh, one of my purposes of our show. Now, in addition... uh, To our industry leaders, leaders getting involved. I can talk here this morning. Industry leaders getting involved. Part of that involvement for the general uh, population, and uh, not only in the United States, but for the other uh, countries around, democratic countries as well, is to make sure that we are doing everything we can to select and put the best leaders in office regardless of what the affiliation are in or the party. That is my belief, uh, since I've been old enough to vote, and I'm going to celebrate my 63rd birthday in September. So I've been around for some time now. Our elected leaders, uh, as we start looking at these individuals that we're sending off, uh, I mean, it can be from a local level to the national level to the global level we need to take a look at what they are, and are doing and what they're not doing uh to lead uh, this nation and other nations through our many challenges that we have both economically uh we're waging wars around the world uh our our moral question and 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 stop spending uh and and, and stop the politics if you will so that's some of the things that we need to start communicating and this, uh, this machine, the machine being the politics, especially in the United States, has really taken on, a, in my mind, a whole different uh, flavor than what our founding fathers intended. Now, what I'd like to do in each segment uh, today uh, is to take a look and my favorite word, drill down. Uh, I hope that gives you an image. Drill down on these complex issues. And I am going to start uh, the first one to share with you, uh, where is the money going? What I'm talking about, I'm I'm talking about the 2010 uh, expenditure budget in the United States. Now, where is the money going? I'm going to give you an uh, overview, okay? Now, Medicare and Medicaid alone accounted for $1. $1.435 $1.435 trillion. Dollars. I repeat that. Huge numbers, right? $1.435 trillion, dollars, Medicare and Medicaid alone. Okay? Now, Social Security uh, accounted for $730.1 billion. Dollars. Man. Big numbers, big bins and trillions with the southern twist there, right? Now, just take a look at defense. Now, you got to really uh, uh, follow this one close. The defense budget, uh, FY 2010, $744 billion. $744 billion from defense budget in 2010. Now, interest on the debt. Yeah, we all have to pay interest, right? Our credit card interest, our mortgage, our house, our business loans, our revolving lines of credit. The United States is no different. We got to pay interest on the money that we borrowed, uh, the, the amount of money that we borrow from uh, from uh, nations and other institutions around the world. Now, the interest on the debt was a staggering $250.7 billion in the interest that we pay. two hundred and fifty point seven in interest alone that we pay. Now, non-defense. Now, I talked about defense. You just keep it uh, in, in perspective. Defense was $744 billion, right? Now, let's look at the non-defense, the word discretionary. Now, that is a very interesting word, right? Discretionary. And your household budgets, or you're putting together your budgets for your company, uh, do you have? Uh, I, I see some places called miscellaneous or, or other, uh, but let's take a look at discretionary, you know, everything else. It's $670.6 billion. $670.6 billion is this discretionary other for 2010. For you uh, folks that are just tuning in. We're talking about the, uh, where the money uh, is going in the United States for 2010 budget. Now, total, get this, total, $3.84 trillion, total, total. Now, for income, I don't know about you, but uh, in, in business, we got to have something coming in, right? How so? we got to have something coming in. So, from for income, we had two point five seven trillion. That's money coming in. Now, we borrowed, we borrowed one point two seven trillion. That's the amount of money that we had to borrow. Okay. Now, looking at these numbers, as you go back and listen to the show, uh, take a look, take these numbers in, let them resonate with your soul. We are currently borrowing approximately $0.33 out of every dollar we are spending. That's the amount of money that we're borrowing. Now, these ratios in the typical and and, and the best days of banking, these ratios would not work. Our industry would be turned down forever long, covenants, uh, lines of credit, you name it. It just would not work. However, our U.S. government, we set up a system where they can just borrow you, right? Now, we understand that politics and business, you know, we're, we're coming from two different uh, hemispheres, right? We got these professional politicians uh, that all these skills and attributes that they need to be leaders and and then we got all these specialty areas, and 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 you can't be an uh, expert in in all of these arenas. However, however, one thing that we as a nation, uh, not only the U.S. but other countries as well, uh, it, it goes to play. Regardless of what the currency is, we got to make sure that we're bringing in more than we. We got to get this thing balanced. That's what we referred to an industry and if you're a non-profit we refer to that as building a reserve if you are a profit organization we call that you know retained earnings and cash flow and the things that we need that's so critical to our continued operation oftentimes when i'm speaking and i'm teaching and and, and i said you can't go broke with cash uh, you can uh, go broke with a set of numbers on a balance sheet if you will which is evidenced by our debt in the United States. Okay, uh, so we 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 got to change this. We got to get our uh, leaders, our elected leaders, to start thinking. Okay, yeah, we understand the complex uh, the complex uh, operations, and anytime you got people involved and you bring that unique DNA together, uh, the egos and the arrogance and all these other things kick in place. Uh, we get them in one room. Wow, that's a that's a big, a big, big, big leadership challenge, right? But we got to put leaders in those positions that has the uh, talents and the skills that's necessary to lead. And that's what they're there for. That's what we're sending them. That's what we're paying them for. Okay, and we got to start holding them accountable. Now, if we cut defense spending entirely and entirely, and the budget would be balanced. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and interest on the debt account for 94% of the money actually coming in, okay? 94%. Now, those numbers are just going to get worse, from the Medicare and Social Security. Why? Uh, my generation, the baby boomers, uh, we're retiring. Well, I have no intention of doing so anytime in the near future. We're retiring, which means uh, there's going to be more people collecting uh, Social Security and, and Medicare. Okay? There's 76 million in the United States alone. Another. Uh, I hope I don't. If anybody uh, <laughs> hear this number, uh, I, I know my audience is not short sure of correcting me, so I get a, a lot of comments and emails. Uh, but I think there's what uh, 78 or maybe 80 uh, million or so in the UK and Europe and around the world. So we got a lot of baby boomers, right? The number of people on Social Security and Medicaid is expected to almost double, double in the next 10 years double in the next 10 years and we're already in this uh vortex black hole of debt okay what does that do to the cost well in 2011 we will have to start paying interest on the 1.27 trillion dollars in 2012 uh, 2011, which we're in, right? We had we started paying uh, interest on that 1.27 uh, that we borrowed in 2010, and so on. I hope you hear what I'm saying there. And 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 already the other debt that we've accumulated, so we got this interest going on top of interest and interest and interest. That's just like the credit card, right? You borrowed a credit card and you're paying and you're paying interest. You never get the uh, uh, principal down. You interest and interest and interest on top of interest. Now, this debt problem is absolutely huge. One of my uh, other favorite words, right? Absolutely huge. And it's going to require some sacrifices from all parties involved in order to fix this mess. All of us. Now, you might say, "Jim, I'm already sacrificing enough in our industry uh in California, we're in construction side, where it's over fifteen percent unemployment, and the numbers are changing daily uh all of these things are critical, and you might say, I'm sacrificing enough, yeah, I understand I understand the pain, I feel the pain too, I get it. however, uh man, we got some tough choices to make here." Taxes, unfortunately, and I'm you know I, I'm going to say this, and don't don't shoot me, don't shoot the messenger. Uh, <laughs> in this case, taxes would have to uh, have to rise on all of us. Now that opens up, and which probably will become another series at some future time, is the uh, tax code and who's actually paying taxes, how much uh, the wealthy, wealthy, and and I don't want you to misunderstand me. Uh, you know, I I I love money and I love the freedoms that it it gives you. Uh, but we got to make sure that we don't have all of the uh, you know working folks busting their can payday to payday uh, carrying carrying the burden. Right? We all got to carry uh, our our fair share of the burden. Right? So interesting to see the feedback I get on that. So it's going, taxes are going to have to raise. Now severe, severe cuts. I know sometimes when things get a little tough, you start looking at your budget. Uh, tough decisions as to what you have to cut out. That's what we've got to do. Not only in our federal budget, but that's what's currently we've got to do. Uh, in our state uh, state level uh, our local cities and counties are having to make those tough choices as well what do you cut what do you cut what do you cut well I want to caution everyone when we're looking at this uh, cutting uh, situation as we make those decisions I think on the right side of the ledger if I can say that we need to be looking at Uh, A common phrase a lot of my clients uh, are going to recognize is what I call the right people, right job, right time. And that goes back to my point to make sure we get the right leaders uh, in those positions elected and so on down the line. Now, when we make these deep cuts, we've got to make sure that we're all coming to the table uh, and and making sure that we've got to start looking at uh, increasing uh, efficiencies. Uh, increasing uh, uh, dead weight uh, and doing the best we can to start uh, communicating that uh, uh, that you have a sense of an entitlement, uh, all those things has got to be going on concurrently. We can't have these deep budget talks and these deep cuts without looking at our leadership. And as I start reframing a different way of holding people accountable, if they're on your payroll, I don't care where it's a private payroll or where it's a federal or a nonprofit, wherever you are, you got to make sure that you got them on a the payroll that they're doing the things that they are there to do. And you, you got to make sure that they understand those things, if you will, and you start holding those folks accountable. And, 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 and that's all the way to the White House, right? We have an opportunity every uh, couple years, every four years, uh, to start uh, removing people that we don't believe doing the job. Well, we got to have that same uh, concept in place in enterprise as well. Now, these cuts, as I say, is going to be severe. They do have to be made. Uh, uh, some discretionary spending and defense cuts are going to have to be made because of that discretionary spending. Uh, if you remember the number on that, what was it? Uh, $670 billion in uh, FY 2010. Uh, we got to look at those things. And all of the entitlements will need to be cut as well. We got to look at those. Now, for those people who may respond to my view about the severe cuts and, and potential tax increases, and, and you may be so uh, open in your communication. Well, it's not fair. It's just not fair, right? We'll we're, we're probably all say that in some way uh, or another at some time. And you're probably, when you're listening to the show now, or and you may come back and reflect on it, and say, Jim, it's just not fair. No, it's not fair. Uh, to cut my benefits and raise my taxes and do all of these things, it is not fair. Now, the thing we've got to do, you just got to get over that. I mean, you just got to deal with it. You got to get over life within itself and this journey that we have from the day we're born. Mine is not fair. It is what it is. But it's up to us to take responsibility for it and do something about it. And it starts with each and every individual that has drawing a breath today across the globe. Okay, now. Like I said, you just got to get over that. Uh, And it it isn't fair that we have borrowed our way into these deep holes that we have. It's not fair that we've done that either. That we didn't have the discipline, discipline to raise taxes. Uh, Everybody's going to listen to this. You get a soundbite of this. He said, boy, that white believes in raising taxes. No, 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 no. Not what I'm saying, but we got to make sure that we're looking at the uh, income side. Uh, We got to understand it's kind of like an enterprise. Uh, Where's our market? Where's our niche? What product is bringing us into revenue? We've got to look at the same uh, same way in 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 government's way. Where's our money coming from? This is a huge uh, huge enterprise. The United States government. It's a huge enterprise on the globe. It is a big business, okay? We got to start looking at it that way. So once again, uh, it wasn't fair that we haven't had the discipline. We're going to talk about that in our next segment a little bit about the debt ceiling, what it is, what it isn't. I've got a lot of email inquiries on that. So in our next segment, we're going to be uh, digging into that just a little bit more. Now, as I said, we barred our way into this situation and, and and we just didn't have that discipline, right? But here we are. We're here today is the what uh what is this? The twenty-third? Have I got my days right? Twenty-third of July, I think that is. If it is it, correct me. What's today? Uh Saturday, July twenty-third, I believe it is. Um uh, so it it it, it is it isn't fair. But as I said here we are. Uh Uh, and, and, And it doesn't matter at this point in time. It doesn't matter at this point in time whose fault it is. That word fault. It's the Democrats. It's the Republicans. Or it could be the tooth fairy. It doesn't matter. We have what we have. And we've got to start making some tough choices if we're going to get out of this hole. And you can... And you do have more power than you believe that you have. I want you to start taking that power back, and I want you to start doing something about it today. Get on the phone. Get on the email. Let your voices be heard. But at the same time, it's be constructive. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's it's give it's give strong strong advice, if you will. Now, remember, we voted the government in. Just like when we we have a, a shareholder uh, and we vote for our board of directors, and the board of directors elects our officers, and uh, you may have an HR that does the talent management and selection. It is a process all over. We do this, so we got to take responsible uh, responsibility for the outcomes, if you will. So. Uh we have an opportunity coming up in twenty twelve, right? It's gonna be interesting to see how that thing. So, so we have an opportunity to fix this mess. Uh, and if we don't fix this mess, if we don't start changing the way we do things, man, we ain't gonna have anything left. Uh sorry for the grammar there for all the people's gonna grammar. We have nothing left. Nothing to talk about for the generations to come. So we gotta do something about it. So we're going to take our we're going to take a break, be back in 41 seconds and go into the debt ceiling.
0: This segment is brought to you by TES Asset Management and Consulting Group, helping contractors, construction equipment dealers and manufacturers of construction equipment develop the resources and talent to grow their bottom line, including asset management and all things dealing with running a business, from succession planning to project management the secret of top companies and CEOs for years. Let TES Asset Management and Consulting Group build on your current success and grow your bottom line at tesamg.com.
1: We're back. All right, let's talk about the debt ceiling. This to, to raise or not to raise, we'll do that. Let's talk about the debt ceiling. Now let me let me put this in context. So I'm gonna man, I'm just in facts and figures and numbers here going today. So let's put everything in context here. I said this in our previous segment. The U.S. government is facing a tough question. You know, it, it's it's after being told that uh, the debt, uh, our debt's been downgraded, uh, uh, and and we have standard reports and all these different things that we're facing with. And I want you to understand this. August the 2nd is the magic date for uh, raising the debt ceiling. Now, we're talking about because of the uh, series that we're doing the impact of of, uh, economic impact of destruction in California, which has kind of expanded uh, with all the great opportunities that we have coming out of Washington these days. But let's talk about. just a little bit, I'm going to go in to talk about what the debt ceiling is and and, and, and how it came about and so on and so forth. But I just want to let you, uh, uh, old Southern expression, ponder this for a moment. Now, if we do not raise this thing, this thing, the debt ceiling, the U.S. government will fall short to fulfill its basic responsibilities. That's what's going to happen. And the already damaged... Construction industry. Once again, I'm kind of zeroing on that industry for now, and our show deals with all industries and all all walks of life, right? But how this big construction right now, uh, and and that industry is already damaged severely. Now, if we fail to act on this debt ceiling thing by August second, that's going to be a another huge blow. Uh, Sent the construction industry, uh, kind of like in the in the, in the health, it's called flatlining, right? <laughs> you're flatlining. Uh, you're you're flatlining. Uh, it will send it into a flatline. And the American people, I mean, you're gonna we're we're gonna feel it if this happens. We feel the impact of, of this if we do not raise this debt ceiling. Now it's kind of an oxymoron when I talk about raising debt. We got to have it but man it's 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 a tough deal but we something we got to deal with we're going to make that make that suit now the impact of not of not raising like says is going to continue to send the construction into a flat line now it's also going to affect and and we're going to have other shows to talk about that and next week i got a great guest uh uh, that's going to be joining us uh, mike Uh, President of gelati Brothers, uh, North, uh, North, North Bay, California, uh, just this a great guest. We're going to talk about um, his leadership of what the company is and talk about the uh, California budget and so on and so forth. So I digress a moment, but uh, make sure you tune in next week for that as well. So it went in fact, the mortgage rates, uh, lost jobs. Uh, it's already tough enough to get a loan, uh, fewer business opportunities. And federal spending on construction projects would be cut off, not a stop, gone, gone, over. In addition to this fragile uh, residential housing fiasco that we have, uh, it would also uh, be further affected uh, because it's going to affect the Fannie Mae's and uh, you know the Freddie Macs uh, could also be downgraded. Uh, making homes less affordable and lower selling prices. I mean, this is a big deal. Now, what can be done, right? Well, the solutions, man, they're not simple. And I don't want you to ever think that I'm, I am I am being uh, too simplistic. But I like to put things in just plain old layman's, uh, layman's language and call it the way it is. Uh, but this, this thing is not simple. Uh, we either boost this debt ceiling or slashing the government by almost one third of its actual workforce. <clears throat> go on, everybody, and, and, and see what the employment does. So uh, it, it's it's something that's got got to happen. Now here I go. I'm going to get myself in trouble again. Maybe I hope not. But come on, guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, just reading the report prior to going on air this morning. Uh, that the Speaker angrily walked out of an meeting with the President of the United States. Where do you agree, I do not care what the political affiliation is, what the party is, but I, for one, I am a Vietnam veteran. I am a disabled Vietnam veteran. I was in the mid-60s. I was in Vietnam. I fought for this country. I believe in this country. And I believe in the Office of the Presidency of the United States. That office needs to have respect. I do not like the way that we're going and how we are treating the office. I don't care where you like the individual that occupies that particular space for a given period of time. But it is the respect that we must afford that office because we put them there where you like them or not. So I don't like this childish behavior where we're taking our toys and going home and this posturing position uh, that's currently going on in Washington. Get over it. Get back to work. Get in there today and just get on with the work at hand. Stop doing this childish stuff. If we did it in business, man, we'd be out on our ears, okay? So let me see... How much feedback i did on that right and you can do so six one nine seven six eight seven two nine eight now i've received a lot of emails uh asking certain questions i'm gonna i'm gonna dig into some of those uh uh here for a moment so here we go now question what is this debt ceiling we've touched on a little bit so it's, it's it's drilled down on the tactical now the debt ceiling and I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this because uh, it, it, it's, it's a statutory limit of the amount of U.S. federal debt. Okay, it's a statutory, and I'll tell you when it started here in a moment. Now, on the debt that's held by the public and the government's own account, the debt ceiling became law um, uh, with the what's called the Second Liberty Bond Act, Second Liberty Bond in 1917, so it really came into place uh, to help finance the United States entering into World War One. That's how it came about. 1917. That's when it all started. Now, the questions that uh, keep coming in. Says, so "Does it ever change?" Yeah, that's what we're talking about, right? So, uh, and who has the authority uh, to do? Well, it's Congress. Uh, has the ability to raise the debt ceiling. Now, there's currently some posturing going on in Washington. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next uh, next week uh, and see how those authorities and different uh, backdoor negotiations going on. It's going to be interesting to see how the president handles this one. Uh, but, yes, the Congress has the ability to raise the debt ceiling. And it's certainly been done on numerous times. I'm going to go through some of those in a moment. And in fact, it's, it's the nation's debt ceiling. And, and get this, from 2000 to 2010, under what we refer to as the modern uh, presidential administrations, modern day, if you will, Okay? It's double. Well, you want, all right, let's take a look here. Hold on here man. Now, let's go to 2000. Uh, tremendous amount of research, and I we enjoy this, uh, but because bringing these things out uh, in ways that people can understand them, right? Now, in 2000, uh, it was 5.950 trillion. I know. And I'm going to go through 2001, uh it again it was five point nine five oh trillion. And two, it made a bump. to that ceiling? Made a bump to six point four trillion. Two thousand and three we had another bump. Follow me along here and start thinking about the administrations. Two thousand and three uh it jumped again to seven point three eight four. Now, why are we having to raise the debt ceiling? Because we're borrowing money. Right? We're spending too much. So we're having to raise it. We continue to go into debt, just like raising a limit on your credit cards, right? So 2004, did I say that? Yeah, I think uh, it uh, stayed at 7.384. 2005, uh, it went to 8.184 trillion. Uh, 2006, it just. Just a slight, only a slight, and these numbers, um eight hundred billion, <laughs> two eight point nine six five trillion. Okay. Two thousand and eight. Now the wheel started coming off the wagon a little bit in two thousand and eight, right? Uh and and that's another show at another time, It's looking at the where the stimulus money's going. Two thousand and eight, uh, we were at eleven point three one five. 2009, we went to 12.394. 2010, 14.294. 2011, we were, and that's where we are today, 14.94, and we got to raise it again, right? So, big numbers, right? Now, so the Congress has the right to do that. And what happens if the total debt grows to the size of the debt ceiling? Does it increase the limit? That's what we're talking about. What happens? Well, you know, we can go back, uh, if anybody might recall this, 95 and 96, uh, in what is known as the original, original uh, debt ceiling uh, crisis, uh, the refusal to increase the debt ceiling then, uh, which was led by, uh, in my mind, a very conservative uh, uh, conservative in Congress, it hurt the financial markets and, and, and forced two government shutdowns. Remember that? Now, uh, there's a uh, uh, research body, we use many of them, but uh Center for American Progress warns of, of, of more significant consequences should the nation be Uh, Pledging, you go to their website, get some good stuff there. Uh, Into a similar showdown, if you will, aimed at two wars and a weak economy. Now, this is what we got to keep in mind: we're fighting two wars, and what I want to do, 2000, uh, and just go back to uh, the nineties, the first Bush and the second Bush, and uh, the two wars, and we've been at war forever. We're exhausting our resources, right? And look at this increase and we've been at war, war, war. And and I'm not making light of, of, of our need to have uh protect our borders. We do. Uh, but we gotta start looking at ways to change that as well. Now the consequences uh would be catastrophic and it's just far reaching. And this is uh Currently affecting uh, the markets. Uh, we got people uh, pledged and businesses trying to uh, get back to normal. But yet, yeah, we're what 11 days or so sitting here, and the globe is watching what we're doing. And yet, we cannot, with all of the bright minds available, come together and come up with a, an agreement and understand it, if we would go into that room, and I remember a few years ago, I facilitated a labor negotiation thing, and one of the both parties was, nobody come in the room, you can't bring anything to the room, you can't bring any in notes into the room, you can't do anything, we're just going to come down, and we're going to have some blank sheets of paper, we're going to start writing stuff down, and we're going to start dealing with it, and we got to start worrying about Okay, what's my legacy? Maybe I got to get this earmark, and I got to get this and I got to get this added on and all those things. Knock that nonsense off and just get in there and just start making some tough choices. We've had uh, plenty of time. We got staffers, we got this, we got that. This just didn't happen. It's not a surprise that this was coming. We've had years to deal with it. So let's get on with it, right? Just get on with it. That's what uh, business must do, and that's what they started to uh, have to do when the wheels started coming off the economy in 2008. People had to go in and make tough choices, started slashing, deal with what I call the vital few, deal with those things that we have to do. So it's the thing that uh, that we really uh, must, must start dealing with we got to get in another short break and we'll be right back and what, right back and it's a Southern Expression back in 53 seconds. See you to bed.
0: This segment is brought to you by What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course. Looking for clarity of purpose? What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course can help you define your goals and vision. Start living your life on purpose. Living on Purpose is about joy. Living on Purpose is about intention. Living on Purpose is about personal transformation and continued growth. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 helps you address finances, relationships, spiritual growth, physical and mental health. You'll reclaim your personal power and get your life on track to attain true success. Learn more at whatsmypurpose.com.
1: We're back. Okay. Um, What I want to do, uh, I mean, I hope yours somewhat is, I don't, not anger is probably the word. It's not the right word. But man, I am just absolutely, uh, absolutely so put off with the childish behavior that's going on in Washington right now. This makes me sick. Uh, that stuff is going on now what I want to do uh, as well and like I said we're doing a whole bunch of education and uh, putting out a bunch of facts and figures here I told you uh, that the debt ceiling came in in 1917 right in preparation for you know the fund you know for the fund in the World War one so we went by and, and I just I'm not going to go to the whole 1919 to the day but I just want to break in 1919. That's when the first numbers we could find here. Uh, the that ceiling was 43 billion dollars, and here we're sitting here today at 14 trillion, right? And since 1919, now they're inarguably so. Uh, we can go through, uh, like I said, the modern era and we can start looking at uh, uh, Reagan. You remember the Reaganomics? You know, bottom line, that didn't work. Uh, it's just not, that's not a, out of the party speaking. It's just right down in the center. Um, and if you find anything different, let me know. Uh, but i tell you what, I loved the man. Uh, I, I thought he was one of the uh, classier just a wonderful communicator and a phenomenal politician, a leader, to be able to navigate uh, that. And then we look at, uh, you know, what uh, President Clinton, uh, things where you do or do not agree with the man, but, you know, uh, he, 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 he got the job done in a lot of respects for, you know, from the uh, budget and economy standpoint. So, and what he continues to do today is uh, fantastic, in my opinion. So once again, uh, you do get my opinion. <laughs> so uh, you know this this that thing. Stay on top of it. Uh, really uh, follow it closely. Uh, I mean, I mean, this is 11 days uh, we have left, uh, and 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 these are going to be some critical 11 days. Uh, there's some uh, other uh, important things that are. Uh, going on uh in uh in our budget committees uh the infrastructure long long term highway bill uh there's some uh uh very interesting meetings coming up next week um and there's some f a a if you're not familiar with some of these I want you to do so go in and and, and I think on the show page we have a link there to the uh, uh, budget, uh, congressional uh, budget side, and, uh, and uh, I think on Tuesday there's a huge uh, uh, committee meeting uh, chaired by uh, uh, Congressman uh, Dean, uh, and we're dealing, we're looking at uh, FFA, and there's some different regulations going on. I mean, it's it's stuff that. We've got to be on top of all the time because these things, as I think uh, you're, you're getting now. And, and what I'm, my spin that I'm trying to put on this from the show uh, is that uh, everything, every inaction is a consequence, every action is a consequence. Uh, it's the same that we teach our kids, same in business. Uh, a no decision is a decision um accountability uh communication uh respect uh uh every time uh in in when i'm working with clients and i'm teaching my classes we always start off with There's some ground rules for these engagements got to be some ground rules uh for us to operate by to make sure that we can get stuff done uh, and 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 we know that we have all of our congressional districts uh, and we got to redistricting, and we got all of these that, you know, these things, and people are going to look after their self interest. And I and, and understand that. But at the same time, we got to have the big picture in mind as well. And what all of this uh, air is about is I, I really in- encourage us to make sure that uh, we start looking at all these earmarks that are tagged onto these bills that uh for the most part most of us don't understand this mess uh but i encourage us to you know start start looking at that a little bit more now in our remaining time uh you know i just want to reinforce um uh some of the things uh and and the impact on on construction and um and, and I'm just going to go through from uh, some information that I just pulled off on the Engineering News Record uh, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, and just looking at some of the everybody's views. And we have some uh, just some uh, wonderful associations. And a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, Emily Cohen with the uh, EUCA Yuka uh, as a as a guest. And those wonderful associations, and many others like it, that are out there. Um, uh, pounding the pavement, if you will, uh, to uh, bring awareness to these issues. And I will, I will say this: uh, boy, we have a anxious, anxious, anxious construction industry uh, as we await and all these major jobs. Think about it. Yeah, uh, you know, are we seeing a big uh, uh, economic push in California? There's some major infrastructure projects for the most part. It's it's pretty challenging out there, and it it really uh, moves down to all segments, right? The construction equipment distribution, uh, construction equipment manufacturers, all of the OEMs, components. I mean, this is just so far reaching what we're talking about. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, where we have such a uh, fragile economy, in a very fragile uh, uh, construction industry, and to have this uh, this nonsense going on, uh, it just breeds fear, right? And it's just happening. It's hard hard to make a decision, and that's where I'm looking uh, forward to uh, our guest next week. Uh, Uh, Mike Tillati as we talk about some of his leadership uh, uh, methodology that he's used for his company and get his uh, feeling on that. So (laughs) I want to um, uh, share a couple of things, and I'm going to share one from the uh, Associated General Contractors uh, Chief Economist, Uh, and I'm going to quote, he said that the results of failing to lift and uh, the debt ceiling are potentially far ranging. We've talked about that. He goes on to say it's disastrous uh, and unforeseeable for the construction. Well, he hasn't said anything more than what we've said, and I think uh, uh, folks educated on this topic, uh, pretty much uh, across the board, is going to be in alignment, and that's what I'm putting out here. Uh, just to looking at some of the feedback from the AMAs, the AEDs, the AGCs, the ENRs, uh, and I know I, I don't intend to leave anyone out, but here's another uh, from the Portland Cement Association and our industry certainly takes a lot of that. Chief Economist says the impact of default would be severe and would likely include spending cuts in government construction programs. Unlikely it would be. So interesting language here but I'm just kind of sharing uh, some of the feedback that we're getting from our top leaders in our industry uh, and just get their energy associated with that. So as we continue to uh, uh, watch the uh, uh, days and uh, the news by the hour for the next, next 11 days, uh, I don't know where anybody... Uh, knows or not? Uh, did we get to Congress back in the meeting today? Uh, and uh, the President requested. I don't know whether they're meeting or not. Now, in addition to some of the things that uh, uh, we've got to look at, uh, and, and I think last week I, I talked about the uh, net loss carry forward deal, the bonus depreciation, all of those things. We've got to still keep on front. And this is this is the challenge we have. We have so many things, uh, card regulations, this regulation, the state, the federal, uh, the local. I mean, there is so much um, uh, regulation right now. And and, and as I say that, it's also a double-edged sword because I don't know of anybody that wants to breathe bad air. Uh, I don't know anybody that wants to see any of our workers in harm's way. Uh, I, I just don't know that'd be the case these days. Well, I mean, you're always going to find some of these bad apples, but for the most part, uh, the industry is, is is pretty straight up, pretty sophisticated, right? Now, it's 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 amazing, uh, and 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 part of this whole process when we got to we really need to look at this tax code. I mean, every part of it. Uh, we also need to drill down on this more. Uh, From our California budget. And like I said, we're going to be, we haven't forgotten the California budget, so hang in there. Uh, We're going to be drilling down on that just a little bit more, but uh, I mean, that may be a mute point if we don't get something done by August the 2nd, right? Uh, But I I want us to continue to uh, uh, follow uh, the Highway Trust Fund, the long term. Um, the gas tax hike that we need to uh, uh, put a voice to uh, we need to uh, broaden our scope uh, to what's happening in other parts of the uh, globe I think uh, you know we in the state of California I mean we have some very very large multi uh, national large contractors right worked around the globe you know and I am looking to bring uh hopefully uh, some uh people from the industry uh and and I'm just going to need the name cuz I haven't solidified this yet but I'm working on it uh that has a lot of experience in what's called uh, public private partnerships uh I want to I want us to look at that I want our industry to look at maybe becoming reaching out a little bit more, uh maybe maybe considering some international projects, uh, looking at uh what a true uh infrastructure uh development bank is, uh we can really uh take a look at uh, uh some of the stuff that's going on even in Vietnam right now. Um I mentioned earlier about Vietnam uh better but uh, there's some uh, huge funds uh, been raised by some of the major investment firms around the world putting together these huge infrastructure development funds. Uh, I'd encourage us to uh, look at those more, uh, as a lot of you know I have a lot of international experience, uh, you know, companies that I own in Belgium, we did been in 43 countries, and uh, I have a lot of international experience, and so my my mind is a little broader, uh, so I encourage uh, even some of the contractors to start looking at that, and I know it's kind of a scary thought, but, uh, you know, to get out of our comfort zone sometime, but we, we got to start looking at things like that, right? So uh, we really want to talk about Uh, how we can uh, bring money to the table to keep some of these infrastructure projects going. Uh, And and that would be the same uh, discussion if we had a healthy, balanced economy. We need to look at that more. We need to take more control as an industry uh, to build our roads and our dams. And and we've looked at a lot of that information and the need because the the need is very apparent. I don't know about you, but in our business uh from the consultant as a consultant you know we're looking for that need and and having that sense of urgency and what we can find that pain and 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 working with individuals to have that go away as fast as we can. that's our job, so as we look at the need, i mean we're not short of need uh you know we 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 talk about the number of bridges and dams and all the things in California and our wastewater and all of these things that are uh, in, in such deep. Well, why don't we explore, bring some bright minds at a round table and then start exploring uh, uh, private funds for this, okay? But that's going to take a lot of different uh, regulation. We've got all the cities. And, I mean, and I'm not saying that's easy. I'm just saying that we, we should open our minds to that, and we certainly have uh, some, some, some bright minds uh, that can help us uh, do that because if we keep coming by to the major infrastructure concerns of California, it's roads, drinking water, mass transit, right? So our mass transit's another thing and oh, keep your eye on this uh, mass transit and look at the amount of money that's been spent right now in California and what in the heck do we have? So it's don't lose track of that. And like I said, if we look at opportunities and me, that's what I'm looking for. I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I'm, I'm I come from um, throwaway kid, no money, and, uh, so, I'm, I'm street smart, and, uh, and, and we're also, uh, great at looking at opportunities, and, uh, and identifying them, and just cutting through the chase, cutting through the red tape, and it's just, just go for, it. ooh, opportunity, how do I feel that opportunity? Okay, I've got all these people, and who can benefit from it? There's enough to go around, so it's going to let greed kick in, so, when we got you know 69 of California's 1247 dams uh, that needs uh, uh, rehab, well, how can we do that from the private sector and, and the investors to be able to get a return investment on that? And I'm not talking about this is not an original thought, uh, but I want to bring some uh, folks uh, that are world renowned uh, on this uh, uh, 3P as it's called in the industry. Uh, on to talk, talk about uh, how we do it uh, to look at some actual projects uh, that uh, that are completed as a result of this of this um, uh, private funded concept. so we have a lot for us to look at and and just don 't think uh, that we're totally at the mercy of you know and our elected officials, even though we are to a degree. But I'm encouraging our industry leaders, as I started off the program, uh, to step up and take the leadership roles and just expand our thinking a little bit more, and, and at the same time, is it start uh, making our presence continually known in um, uh, Sacramento as well. So, like I said, I haven't forgotten uh, the California budget. We'll, we'll get we'll get back to that. Uh, but it's just absolutely um, critical that uh, we we just keep our uh, eye, eye, on, eye on the ball here, okay? I'm just checking, if you see the voice channel, just checking for any other comments that we can bring up today. I got a lot of feedback, uh, a lot of feedback, and I, I want to thank everybody uh, for participating. Uh, the, the shows are archived. Uh, They are on YouTube, um, excuse me, on iTunes. I'm thinking about YouTube because uh, we are also uh, looking at ways to start doing this uh, live streaming as well. So we'll see. So I hope you've got a lot out of the uh, uh, show today. And like I said, next week our show is going to be uh, with um, uh, Mike Gelati. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, until next week, same time, 10 o'clock Saturday, make it a great week, and thank you so much for uh, your time and your participation. This is Jim White, your host, and goodbye until next week.
0: You've been listening to Jim White's Circle of Success Radio. Please visit our website, jlwhiteinternational.com. Join us next time as Jim White brings it all together on Jim White's Circle of Success Radio.